Swing. You know how we do this thing, man. Hit that bell, subscribe right now so you get those notifications when we drop a new episode like this one right here. Another special edition of the Rundown segment here on the Bandwagon Radio, where I myself, Jay Prag, sits down with artists across the globe. Give them a chance to open about their music, their personal life, and you know by the end of the show, we gotta drop that new heat. Today, got a special guest on the phone lines. Introducing Nika on the phone lines right now. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. Um, Let's talk a little bit um, for all my listeners out there. Where exactly are you from originally? So originally, I am from a country called Serbia. I grew up primarily in Tampa, Florida, and now I'm based in Kansas City. Okay. Where would you say you started to find your musical, um, I guess, yourself musically? Was it in Florida? Was it... Uh, you know, in your homeland? Like, where do you feel like you started to really focus on the music and it really was inspiring to you to be an artist? I think it was definitely in Florida when I was younger. Um, When I was just chatting with people about where my love of music started, um, I told people that I would listen to the radio a lot and because I was learning English at a young age, it was kind of cool to sing these songs and learn them and learn in pronunciation. So I would say I definitely had a connection with music there, but even as a kid, I was just always singing, but I was always the shy kid. So he would give me a solo in the chorus class and I'd be like, oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I always loved it. And then the past few years, I have really started honing my songwriting craft. So I kept getting all these melody ideas in my head and I always loved writing. I always loved poetry. So I started finding better cadences and rhythms to it and ended up making some really full-fledged songs but it wasn't actually until I got to Kansas City where I met a producer that I work really well with and we were able to bring some of the music to life. All right now what would you say your listeners can can uh, take from your music what what can they expect from your type your style of music? Okay I maybe expect the unexpected I love 
all brands are brands, all genres of music. So there's inspiration from a lot of the different artists that I grew up listening to. Um, with me, I love telling stories. So when you listen to my songs, you'll hear stories, but you'll also hear how the stories are connected. So I released an EP called Better Never this year, and there's six songs, and each song takes you through the different phase of falling in love, watching it fall apart, mm. and then understanding how it impacted you. So I just love that storytelling element to my songs. Okay. So we definitely can expect some storytelling, some real life uh, experiences put in, on record. Yes, I'm bringing the tea in these songs. <laughs> Dope, dope, dope. Okay. Um, now, <clears throat> what would you say is, uh, you know, has motivated you, uh, like, artist-wise? Who are some of these artists or musicians that have kind of motivated you to want to start doing music as well? Um, finding yourself is one thing, but having inspiration and pulling from inspiration is another. So who are some of these people you pulled inspiration from? Um, the Queen Mariah Carey, I would say, has always been my favorite artist. Okay. Um, love her ly lyricism, love her musicality. Um, can't sing quite like her because she's a legend, but she, I love that in her story, in her song, she always wrote stories and there was just this versatility to the way that they were produced, but every single song felt like a Mariah Carey song. So she was an early inspiration. I also really love like alternative emo punk music. So I have that alternative inspiration from bands like My Chemical Romance, um, Panic at the Disco, all of those, but also in the 2010s when house music got really popular, I found some inspiration in those songs as well and exploring that. So I think I'm just a byproduct of all those different genres and bands that I've loved. So, now you mentioned uh, your writing style and storytelling. What, um, what, do, what do you appreciate most about the process of writing and creating? I think it's the fact that you kind of surprise yourself. I feel like a lot of these songs, the way that they come to me is I'll just be randomly doing something. Maybe I'm washing dishes and I'll get this random melody and lyric that comes in my head. I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. Write that down. And then just sitting with it and thinking about what I want this story to be and then starting to write is super fun and creative. Sometimes it takes forever because I might <laughs> take like two years to finish a verse. Mm -hmm. But then hearing it and seeing it afterwards, just the pride of thinking like, oh my God, I wrote that. Oh my God, I couldn't write that again. Good thing I was creative back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about the new single. Uh, what, was the, what was the purpose of the song? Talk to us a little bit about this, Rick. Ah, so the song is called Showed Up Drunk for our listeners. <laughs> and you bring in the tea with a song name like that. That's definitely tea. It is the middle part of a relationship where it is just freshly ended. And you are coping with a little bit of alcohol. And you are just imagining showing up drunk at this person's house. And the song takes us through the story of, us showing up and kind of what you wanted to say to this person and exploring those feelings with the heartbreak that you're probably experiencing. Mm -hmm. So another real song, something from life experiences. <laughs> yes, actually it's funny because people are like, did you show up in an ex's house drunk? And I'm like, well, I've definitely showed up at people's houses drunk, <laughs> but 
it was actually inspired by the fact that I had been recently broken up with someone and I ended up driving by his house and not because I was trying to, but because I had to go somewhere. And unfortunately he lived on a very popular road where Mm -hmm. we were. I was just like, just don't look, don't look. You don't want to know if his lights are on. You don't want to know. Right. <laughs> you don't want to know if his truck is there. And then I didn't follow my own advice. I look and I'm like, God dang it. How is he going <laughs> to sit here and just be completely okay when I'm not? So I was talking to some friends about it. And then funny enough, within a month's span of each other, two of my good friends ended up showing up at their exes or boyfriend's houses drunk, either when in a fight or when it was super fresh or professing their love. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, well, I clearly missed my opportunity to do so. So let me write a song about what I would have said if I did it. Mm, gotcha. Now, how do you prepare to record? Like, what does your process look like as an artist? Oh, goodness. My voice is very, my voice is very spoiled. Um, when I'm about to record, typically for the few days before sometimes a week or two before I make sure I don't touch a sip of alcohol um I have my vocal warm-ups that I do some exercises to make sure that the range is right for the notes that I want to hit um and just really making sure I take care of my voice and then when I'm in the studio just kind of keeping an open mind so singing the song the way that I hear it in my head or the way that we've been working on the production for it but then also just kind of having fun and if I hear something, sometimes, you know, we're cutting different things and a my, my, my gets placed in a weird place, but you're like, actually, that sounds really cool. Let's explore what that could sound like. Or you right. start humming and it's, it's fun because you find some new ad libs and different backing tracks that you want to do, which add to what you've already prepared to do, which is the main vocals. Mm-hmm. Now, what does a recording session look like with you? Like, you know, you said you try to keep your voice right, but like, do you like people in the studio? Do you like to be alone when you're creating and recording? Uh, my partner in crime for all of my music has been my producer. So typically, you know, I'll show up. Um, often, you know, we know what song we're working on, and it typically takes us like four or five sessions to completely get it down. So the first session we're chatting, um, at that point I've already sent him like a voice note of me singing the song and kind of gave him ideas for where, I want certain parts of the music to happen. Mm-hmm. So I always like to say the first half or the first session, he has what he needs to do his work. So I'm just kind of hanging out on the couch doing other stuff and listening to him produce the stuff and then, you know, maybe throwing in some feedback there. And and then every single session, we're just continuing to perfect it and then getting the vocals. But I, I really love being in the studio because, you know, we, we have a good relationship. I feel like he gets me musically in terms of what I like to produce. So it just ends up being a fun place where I can go sing and listen to songs and be excited that I have something new coming out. Now you're mentioning your producer. Uh, I'm sure you would like to shout him out and take this time to shout out anybody that's been supportive of your music along the way. You'd like to go ahead and uh, show a little love to those people who have been supporting you. Heck yeah. Uh, so my producer, Danny X is awesome. He is super freaking talented and Honestly, I'm so excited that I met him because we've been able to make music. Um, aside from that, my friends and family have been so amazingly supportive. Um, they've been streaming, they've been sharing, and they've genuinely liked the music, which has been awesome. And, you know, for someone to take time out of their day to just listen to your stuff, that's amazing. And especially when they feel the need to share it. Right. 
Yeah, just I have a really good group of support system and wonderful people, and I'm very thankful for them because they are why I'm here. Right. I mean, most people don't understand us as artists. We need that support sometimes. That's what keeps us going. Absolutely, yeah. Because uh, you know, you have your days where you're like, "Why am I doing this?" Right, like, right. Starting out, it's like, you know, will I ever find the audience that I'm looking for? And I, I spend a lot of time doing this, and it's it's my passion project, but it's not where I make my money. I have a day job. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, am I am I wasting my time? And it's when you genuinely see that the people that you love in your life, when you see that they actually enjoy the music and are like, oh my God, you're so talented. It's so cool to watch your music evolve. That's really what just keeps you going. Right. Yeah, we need those people. <laughs> for sure now would you say you have any fears when it comes to recording or performing do you have any fears oh my gosh yes yeah. so i mentioned i was that shy little kid um i really don't perform live and i want to start doing so but you know i get terrified and then i get stage fright and then my voice likes to just be shy and i'm like please don't be shy we have to hit these notes <laughs> So I'm terrified of performing live, but I know i got to get over that. (laughs) So work in progress here. Mm. Um, With recording, you know, my voice can be very finicky. Um, We had a lot of ozone alerts in Kansas City this summer, so our air quality was terrible. Mm. So there were so many times when I was recording that I would lose my voice, and then I'd get scared. I'm like, oh, my God, when am I going to be able to, like, sing this again? Am I going to be able to hit these notes? And then even just creating the songs, it's like, especially when you start getting a little bit more vulnerable, um, the fear of how people are going to perceive it, too, comes into mind. Uh, What would you say is one positive thing that you appreciate about the music industry? Ooh, I like that question. Thank you. I think it's it's honestly the other artists. I think other artists and the people that work in the industry genuinely are so supportive. And it's cool that they take the time to listen to you and share you and believe in your talent. I think that wholesomeness is the best part of what the music industry has to offer. Okay. Now, talking about the positive, you got to talk about the negative. What's uh, at least one negative thing you dislike about the industry? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you got yeah. more than one, but at least give me one or a couple. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm sure all of us do. But right. I think the hardest thing is just that, especially when you're new and when you're independent, not with a label, it feels like a lot of things are just against you. Like, it's so hard to gain that social media traction because um, the algorithm tends to, you know, favor bigger artists, bigger labels. Um, same with, like, trying to get placements for your songs to playlists to expose yourself to a new audience it's just very difficult when you're starting out um so i think that's the hardest part finding your audience and they don't make it easy for you i will say that now would you say you have uh, a, a a strong enough fan base to help you uh, get to that next level in your career or, I mean, because you pretty much just spoke on it just now is building up those those resources, those followings um, where you are right now. Can you projection wise, can you see it being um, elevated in such a way where you can get those followers and those numbers? up? I am optimistic that, yes, I can. Um, mm. Right now we are a small but mighty fan base and 
especially in 2024, I've learned a lot marketing some of this music and chatting with people in the industry this year since, you know, we just released, I just started releasing this summer and I'm excited for 2024 because I have kind of figured out some things that work, some things that don't and figured out that I need to probably focus my resources on certain avenues. Mm -hmm. I've also noticed actually, I just released another new single, so it's not the one we're talking about today, but two days ago. And I'm just kind of experimenting with genres too. It's um, I found certain songs of mine get a lot more love from the algorithm. So even that, like exploring, playing with some of those ideas that I have in my head to help build some of that fan base and mm-hmm. bring in new people. That's exactly why I asked that, because I wanted to know what are you doing to uh, try to get that piece taken care of, to, to get that following up and support that you want? Like, What are the steps and things that you're doing to, to actually fulfill that? So, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just, I really am trying to focus on TikTok and social media, finding good people to partner with for these kind of conversations. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like the algorithm too, It's it's been fun because now I have seven songs out and really just seeing which ones get more love. I'm like, okay, so we're mm-hmm. going to focus our next single that we work on a little bit more this genre because it seems like we are pulling in more individuals and hopefully we'll convert them to full-blown fans. Right, right. Um, how do you feel about the climate of today's music scene like how do you feel just not as an artist take yourself out of the artist shoes and just a fan of music and the culture what do you how are you feeling about the climate in the music and the artistry you're hearing now oh you know i think i think there's a lot of talent out there but two things one it's so hard to find new music because so much new music gets released every single day and you're like oh my god how do i stand out how do i find people mm-hmm. but i think the other thing too that we you know is newer to the digital social media slash internet age is that before it felt like it was a lot easier to have your music chosen for you because the mainstream radios and stuff had all the influence but now, even though they're still there and they do influence it, I feel like so many people just find the songs that they like, find an artist that they like, and they're able to enjoy their niche of music. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ooh, how do I get into these different groups? But I think there's a lot out there. It's just, it's more segmented than it used to be. Yeah. Now, would you say you're afraid of, of failure, like not completing your musical mission? You seem like you have a goal here. so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like to fail. Um, so I think the best thing I can do is just set realistic goals. You know, I feel like if I if I set my sights out there to be like, I'm going to be the biggest star of 2024, I'm clearly going to be disappointed. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. We don't know <laughs> what the future But I think having realistic expectations, like, okay, I just want to reach X amount of followers or I want to be able to do one performance every X or so months. I want to create social media and see if I can push it to get a certain amount of likes. Having those like little goals helps me not feel like I'm failing and helps me see some progress. Because if I feel like I'm failing, that is, that's discouraging to both the creative process and the process of having to put in the work to market yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you attribute your your sound and your style to? Because we talked about how you like to do 
um, you know, you like to storytell. Um, you, you, you're concerned about your vocals as a singer. That's that's very important. Um, what what would you say uh, you attribute your sound and your music to 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 getting it to the quality you have it at now? Oh, eh, I really think it goes back to that partnership of working with you know Danny. Okay. Um, I think finding someone that you have similar music interests to someone that you collaborate well with is really important because mm-hmm. you know you can't do anything alone I mean you can but it's always better when you have someone else and if you have someone that you collaborate well with it's really great because you know I can listen to something he's done and be like hey I heard this this and this and it may not be something that he's heard and likewise he sometimes offers really cool perspectives and ideas for beats and such where I'm like "Ooh, I like where we're taking this so I think that partnership and the constant challenges between the two of us to really take it to the next level so it's like batman and robin <laughs> batman and robin now who's batman and who's robin <laughs> i guess that was that's for you guys to figure out <laughs> <laughs> for sure it's for us to figure out yeah. i think it's batman but <laughs> <laughs> now who is nika what why why are you so unique why should our listeners follow why should they listen to the music? I think I'm just I'm just me. And you know, you you have to figure out who I am by listening to the music. I'm I just love to not pretend to be something that I'm not. I feel like I'm a very genuine person and even in my songs I try to show that genuineness. And mm-hmm. this this round of EP was really cool because I loved exploring the different ways that I felt at different parts of my breakup. Like I have a really vulnerable song on there called why'd you have to break me? And it's just, it's a rawness that I think is really well written. And even now that that EP is done and I'm slowly starting to release other singles, I'm really challenging myself to think about new cool ways to describe my music. So the the love and the breakup was handled by the CP. So now I'm like, okay, what other topics do you have? Like the song I released two days ago is actually about being in a difficult period where you don't know if you're going to be able to make it through mm-hmm. um, and wondering kind of if you do make it through, what kind of a person will you be after that? So it's like, oh, that's a cool, cool idea to explore. And it's super exciting to have that out. And some of the other things too that people go through, like I'm, don't know when they'll be released because I have to finish them, but you know, even just like disordered eating and depression and some of the things that I really feel like would be cool to listen to, but being able to listen to some of the stuff that I have now kind of introduces you to the way that I do tell those stories and do all of these things. So I think I'm special in the sense that I produce high quality work and I not to do my own horn, but I'm a very great storyteller. Um, and, and just I'm building and I'm excited to explore some things that I feel like, you know, you don't necessarily see all the time in the music industry. Now, what's most important to you when it comes to releasing your music and your projects? You say you just released another single. What are some of those things that you take very serious when it comes to releasing your music that you need done or want done? Oh, it's, um, let's see. I mean, definitely, I think the hardest part is getting the song to a place where I really like it. And then the other part, too, is 
figuring out what kind of a picture I want as the cover. Um, so those are the two creative things that I have to jump over. But then after that, because, you know, I work in kind of like the communications marketing space as a day job, thinking about branding-wise and marketing-wise, like who would really benefit from hearing this song and having to be targeted with my efforts of figuring out, like, maybe what playlist I want to pitch the song to or mm-hmm. what communities on social media I might be able to, like, pay for advertising to get into or even just, like, post and talk to people and share that music with them. Cool. Now, let me ask you this. What is your ultimate goal in the music industry, in this music game? What do you want to see happen for your career? Uh I take it taking it day by day, as I said earlier. I think for the next year, I would love to get to a place where I've built a following and I can actually get inspiration from my fans. I feel like that would be such a cool thing to do. Because right now, you know, I it's really just me figuring out what I want to write about and sharing it with the world. And getting people to listen to it is really my goal. But long term, I would love to build a fan base and kind of just like interact with them, see what's important to them and have them challenge me with things that I should write about that would be relevant to them and that they would think is cool. Okay. Now, what's up and coming for you? What should our listeners be on the lookout for? Any visuals, any new promo? What's coming up that the listeners can, can be on the lookout for from you? So I, in 2024, I'm planning on releasing a single at least once every two months. So new music, which is super exciting and no progress yet, but I am looking into some videographers to figure out how we can bring an idea for, um, showed up drunks music video to life and Mm -hmm. then figure out also what other songs I think would be great. So with that being said, I don't really use social media right now because I've been focusing on making the music and getting it out by word of mouth and friends and family. So I'll be, I'll be focusing on creating a lot more social media posts and telling people what we're up to so that when I do create those videos or release those new songs, people can actually know about it and get excited. Right. So more content, they can expect more content this year. Yes. You summed that up beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> more content, more coming your way. Yeah. Dope, dope. Okay. Well, before I let you introduce the new single, go ahead and let the people know how they can follow you. Give out your social media real quick. Perfect. Yeah. So my music, I have an Instagram. It is at Nika, N-I-K-K-A, underscore music. I also have a TikTok, which is where I'll really be focusing the efforts on in 2024. That is at Nika Tini. N-I-K-K-A-T-I-N-I. And I also have a website, which is musicbynika.com. So if I were to ever update those social media links, um, you'd be able to find that there. And I'm also hoping to start a newsletter, too. So any of those ways are great ways to get in contact with me. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, the moment we've all been waiting for, take this time to go ahead and introduce this new single for the people. Ah, I'm so excited. The best moment. You are about to hear Showed Up Drunk by Nika, and I hope you enjoy. That's right. You're hearing it for the first time right now on the Bandwagon Radio. Do me a favor. Turn it up. Let's go. Oh, I'm a 
us And no one wanna blame you I must confess that I was this way Before you ever set foot on the floor That I now find myself Laying alone all by myself Looking at the ceiling Wholeheartedly believing That I could never change your feelings And yet Strong. 